0: This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com.
1: Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
2: Ooh-wee! Chris Arnold, Joey Erickson, Justin Honoré, we are not. The KNC masterpiece, <laughs> but we are live and local right here on 1053 yes, The Fan. Toloing for all the Tolos. Turn it on, leave it on station, 877 881 1053. That's the truckwreck.com text line. We know you're out and about. Some people have to work today, some people actually have the day off. Congratulations to y'all. A lot of people headed to the mall, turning back. Stuff that they didn't want for Christmas. Let us know what you got going on. 877-881-1053. We've been asking people, how did your Christmas weekend go? Did your favorite sports team win? We've also been talking about, you know, kind of gifts you might have gotten. But tell the truth. What did you eat? Was it a Christmas kind of spread? Was it like a Thanksgiving part two where you had the turkey and dressing and whatnot? Or did you do tamales? Mm -hmm. I know people who do Christmas Mm -hmm. tamales at my house. We had a bowl of red. You know what that is? I have no clue. And Justin, have you ever heard a bowl of red? Well, They're on the Chisholm the Trail, one. they call it chili. <laughs> oh. Not wolf Brand chili, which is also Texas, but
3: chili, homemade chili. My dad made some chili this weekend, too. There you My go. My mom loves chili. It is a Texas state food. It is. So it's perfect time of year It as is well for it. It mm-hmm. is. Isn't a-
0: that more of a New Year's thing, though?
2: It just depends on who you are and where you grow up. I know uh, people who have hot dogs in chili the day before Christmas because they know they're going to have turkey and dressing, so they're going to have something completely different. I know people who have tamales, and I know people who have beans on New Year's. Got to have beans, or they have greens. They have black-eyed peas, rather. I said beans, black-eyed peas. Uh, 469 says, hey, Chris, I had tamales in deer chili. Deer chili. That's and medicine, medicine. Yeah. yeah, I bet it was <laughs> kind of gamey. You know what Jerry Jones used to do? There used to be a Cowboys luncheon on Tuesdays. First Landry used to do it, then Jerry started doing it, where he would talk to the media, and he'd always serve a spread. Well, Jerry, instead of just having regular old food, he started fixing things up. And one day, he served up calf fries. Do y'all know what calf fries are? 877-881-1053. Have you ever heard of calf fries. And by the way, they were kind of oily and uh, gamey. They were good and he wouldn't tell the media what they were until halfway through the press conference and then some of them turned green. (laughs) 877-881-1053. Tell everybody what calf fries are and I'm going to give you credit. Put put, put what calf fries are and put your name next to it and I'll tell everybody what calf fries are. You
3: think he does that every year? He puts out some sort of food that no one would know or probably be disgusted by. Well, kinda, he, he, kinda he stopped doing it, in there. it. He he he, he did
2: it for like five or six yeah. years. Then they started winning okay. Super Bowls. He started he stopped having that that. Yeah, eight one seven and nine seven two. Yep, those are uh, bulls testicles, oh. <laughs> not cow not cows because cows are female, but bulls bull balls. That's right. Uh, Mike and mm-hmm. Burleson says, good to hear you, CA. Eh, you and the crew rocking like always. Family and I threw down. Yes, y'all did. Oh, somebody says, 8682 says, oh, oh baby. Uh, Black-eyed peas, collard greens, with cornbread on New Year's. New Year's Eve is my birthday. That's my hangover. Pick me up every year. Look at everybody. Rocky Mountain Orchards, That's another name for him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Justin and uh, Joey, you ever have any uh, calf
3: fries? I, I have not indulged. I don't know if I ever will to be, to be to So be, now you know to be honest. if
2: somebody offers you some cat fries, you go say, oh, I don't think so.
0: oh, I'm not sure. You know, I don't think it might be that bad. You might want to
2: it's
3: not kinda open okay. up. In if a new you don't experience. know what it
2: is going into it, you'll oh. just say,
3: Yeah, this is if it's seasoned it's meat. well, I bet you barely barely taste it. Tastes like chicken, right?
2: And if they chop it up and put it in a taco, you would never know, right? Put it in a burrito, mm. you would never know.
3: And let's be honest,
0: like all animals that we eat ain't exactly the cleanest thing, no matter what type of strip of meat it While is. While you're mm-hmm.
2: playing, you're telling the truth. Uh, it's 469. This takes how you know, how you not know what cat fries are. Some people just got here, man. I'm just telling you. There's some people who do not know Rocket Mountain horses, everybody should know. uh, Instacart John, we know. We see you, man. We see you.
3: Oh, shout out to the 940 here, Chris. They Mm -hmm. say, Today is my birthday. And the only thing I could have wished for was the Cowboys win, and I got it. So his holidays and birthdays are complete. So happy birthday.
2: Well, speaking of the Cowboys and that big victory, the Cowboys are now 11 4 on the year. Believe it or not, there are only four other teams in the entire NFL who have better records than the Dallas Cowboys. Can you name those four other teams? Eight seven seven eight eight, 8 one one zero five three. Joy, off the top of your head, okay. can you name the four teams that have a
3: better record than the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, Philadelphia Eagles. That's one. One of them. Uh, the Bills. That's two. Okay. Um, there's the bang- one more. Not the Bengals. The, nope. There's one uh, more in the AFC. Kansas City.
2: That's three. Okay. And there's one, one more.
3: more in the NFC. NFC. Uh, I got the Eagles, Cowboys. How about Who's where did you inner? used to live? Not the Minnesota Vikings. Yes, they are. Skull. They are 12-3. Oh, my three. God. Yeah, I forgot about the, them. Here's the irony.
2: <laughs> four teams have better records than the 11-4 Cowboys, mm-hmm. but the Cowboys have beaten two of those teams. Can you name them?
3: It would have been Minnesota and now Philadelphia.
2: Ding, 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 ding. So the Cowboys, even though you might not have liked the way they lost to Jacksonville, and even though Jacksonville has shown that they are better than their record, mm-hmm. you know they're, they're actually trending up. Uh, We're going to go around the NFL, but we're also going to do some Cowboys trending up and trending down. So let's do some individual players trending up because the Cowboys Mm -hmm. quiet as it's kept. They've only lost four games. Now we know regular season means nothing. Means nothing. Last year they won 12 games. They were 12 and five and got smoked in the playoffs by the 49ers who came in and be slapped them around the American Airlines center. So nobody is going to believe anything until they do something in the playoffs. However, However, this year seems a little bit different. Mm-hmm. For some reason, you kind of feel like they're for real. They've only lost four games. They lost the first game of the season to Tampa Bay, which was a very mess of a game. Dak broke his finger, the whole nine yards, thumb, and the whole nine yards. We don't got to talk about it. We talk about it. <laughs> then you move on. They lost to the Eagles with Cooper Rush, your quarterback. Cooper Rush, a solid backup. By Five the more? way, the Cowboys' offense under Cooper Rush, the Cowboys' defense was on fire that part of the year. Cooper Rush, the Cowboys offense, 27th in the NFL. Right now, the Cowboys offense, number one in the NFL. And by the way, we were talking about this with Mickey earlier. The Dallas Cowboys have set a franchise record by scoring at least 25 points in eight consecutive games. The offense is on fire. They would have not have been doing this with Cooper Rush. Don't, Don't say they could have because they didn't. If they could have, they would have. Cooper Rush, solid guy, solid backup. I want him to be the backup next year. I want him to get Chase Daniels' money. But don't assume that he's better than Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, after having that uh, pick six, uh, Dak Pres- Prescott showed up with some resiliency. He had a brilliant game. Did did you like the way he played in that?
3: Absolutely, did I? You know, I tweeted out after I think it was the second drive. You know, after that pick six, it, it was kind of like golf, right? You get that double bogey out of the way, get it out the your first system. hole, and now you can go sling it. And that's exactly what he did. And he mm-hmm. threw it all around the field. He was making incredible throws. And I think sometimes we put too high of expectations on Dak. Always the quarterback. It's just like it's, he's got to solve all of the world's problems and all this. He's not like a generational quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think most people can agree on that. He's not the Mahomes or Allen. Right. He can't make. It's not every, the arm talent. Yeah. He's not like that. But he is a damn good quarterback. And I think it's the same issue we have with Tony Romo. And I know because I was on that side. I was not a big fan of Tony Romo. But then you know 3 or 4 years after, you know, Tony Romo retired and everything, I looked back and I was like, man, he was pretty good. We did have it good. And I think it's important to to recognize that. You you can think that he's not a top 10 quarterback. But you can't have these expectations that are just impossible for him to meet because he's done everything and then some this year to give you what you wanted. 11 mm-hmm. wins, they're 8 and 1 at home, which is the best record at AT&T Stadium. I mean, he's doing everything and you know he's just been incredible, and I mean the turnovers are an issue, but you know you got to give him his props where they're due.
2: You're giving him his props where they do. And mm-hmm. by the way, let me go ahead and give a prop to Tolo. Did I say the Cowboys got b slapped around the American Airlines Center, <laughs> AT Stadium? And I'm thinking AT think and Stadium, I don't think American ASC Airlines could. Center. Cowboys game. Cowboys mm-hmm. players at the American Airlines Center last night. Zeke, C.D. Lamb, Micah Parsons, uh, Trayvon Diggs. They were all there. A few more were there as well. Um, and AT&T plazas where they had the, the Dirk statue. I'm having all these AT&Ts and American. It's all in my brain at once, the day after Christmas Boxing Day. But back to these Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. trending up. I want the Tolos to text us in who individually is trending up, not having the best season of all time, not the best player on offense or defense or not the worst. Trending up or trending down. Talking about over the last few games, Looking better than you thought. I'm going to tell you who I think is trending up. Deron Bland. Mm-hmm. quiet as is kept. Yeah, no Anthony Brown. Everybody was picking on Anthony Brown. He's out for the season. Now. We're talking about cornerbacks. And then, of course, boss man fat turned into a uh, burn man <laughs> trash. Somebody text that in. He got burned so many times. Kelvin Joseph. No. Deron Bland, the rookie who started out in training camp and the OTAs outside, and then they moved him inside to back up the ball guy, Jordan Lewis. Lewis got hurt out for the year, so he left him in the inside. Man, he had another pick. He's got five on the season now. I, I'm not saying he's the solution on the other mm-hmm. side of Trayvon Diggs, but he,
3: he's been looking good. He's an
2: answer. He makes plays, <laughs> yeah. he's an answer. Who do you like? Who's trending up for you? I like Deron uh, Blaine.
3: Yeah, it may be an, an easy answer, but I'm going to go with C.D. Lamb. I think C.D. has really Man. solidified himself as that number one. Man. You know, 10 receptions on 11 targets for 120 and two touchdowns. It, it, he forced them to double-team him in the second half. Mm-hmm. I think he only had maybe two or three catches in the second half, but they were some big ones. And, and that's what he needs to do, and, and he needs to demand the ball and I think he's trending really, really nicely, especially for people that have been saying he's not that true number one. You know, he doesn't have the dog to go get. He he looked like a dog on Saturday, and mm-hmm. and Dak was feeding him the ball, uh, you know, throwing him open. And he's really showing out the last couple weeks. And I think he's probably playing above a lot of people's expectations. Justin, you have somebody trending up.
0: Uh, I'm going to go with Ezekiel Elliott. I know. Well, because...
3: Why
2: are you quiet as it's kept? Let me tell you why it's a good choice. Believe it or not, Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard are only the third running back duo since 19— I mean, the third running back duo in NFL history to have over 800 yards apiece, okay? And they are the second running back duo since 1969 with Calvin Hill and Walt Freight— or Walt, Walt Garrison did it back in 1969. So I know what you're getting ready to say. Zeke's been looking good. He, looks, he doesn't look worn down this time of the year.
0: And he's about 171 away from a 1,000-yard season and a double-digit touchdown season. So mm-hmm. as much as people want to bury him, don't want him on the team, mm-hmm. that's still
3: productive. Well, You have to give him props for accepting his role. Yeah. He's not afraid to let Tony have the, the spotlight. Exactly. He, Again, he's that's his little brother. he's yeah. not a, He's
2: not a rival. He doesn't look like yeah. Tony Pollard's going to bench him. He's like, that's my little brother. He deserves the carries.
3: And I think he knows, too, that I'm going to be more effective the more touches TP gets. Exactly. And, they, and it was, I think it was on the first touchdown drive that, that Dallas sat. You know, Tony Pollard carried down the field, and then you got Zeke in there to punch it in. That's, that's the perfect duo. And, yeah, it's a good one with Zeke trending the right way towards playoff time.
2: Okay, I'm going to say it. Trending down, I have to go with a coach, and I love this guy. Mm-hmm. Dan Quinn. Wow. I'm only bringing this up again. This is what you're dealing with. You got a whole lot of injuries, but you did have more depth than Kellen Moore. You did have more depth than Bones Fossil. As the defensive coordinator, we gave you, hey, coaching money to figure some things out. We thought the running defense was the issue. Now it seems like uh, these quarterbacks have figured out how to scheme up completing passes on your secondary. I know you're fighting the injuries, mm-hmm. but I have to. Put it out there with some qualifiers. Dan Quinn, I'm worried about you because you're trending down. The defense has been trending down as a whole since they carried the offense the first six weeks of the season. Do you have a trending down?
3: Uh, I would go with the pass rush. Uh, Name uh, a player. uh, You can say Micah because Micah has been banged up lately. Well, I would say Micah Parsons because uh, he's the guy that's been leading the team in sacks. Yeah, and, and. I mean, you, I give him his props. He's getting it's pressure like, and stuff like. like, like. It's like uh, D- blaming Dan Quinn. Yeah, we know he's great, yeah. but you got to get the quarterback down at some point, and that's something the pass rush can help the secondary if you can get to the quarterback. And I know Parsons is banged up, but you know, on Saturday I was thinking I haven't heard Parsons' name at all. Yeah. During this game, it, it seemed like and he's dealing with injuries and whatnot. But at some point, you got to get to and you got to get him down. That's been an issue. You know they're getting pressure and whatnot. But teams are scheming up them uh, scheming up against the Cowboys in a good way. They're getting the ball out quick, uh, which which makes that tough as well. But you can help the secondary out with a better pass rush.
2: You got one trending down.
0: No, I'm gonna agree with Joey and more so like the D line. They they're getting well.
2: So you want to name another name Doris Armstrong? <laughs>
0: no, nah, I mean, it's pretty much them as a whole because even when they do get there, they're not finishing.
2: Yeah, Mickey said they only had one sack in the last three games. Mm-hmm. Come on now, y'all got to do better.
3: I did want to give a trending up. Okay. Who had a really good game, Anthony Barr. Yes, he did. I, he was kind of quiet. Outside of the pick that was right in his head. Yeah, Everything okay. else was fine. <laughs> yeah, he, he made he, some great yes. plays. He He's was healthier running, now. Mm-hmm. And he was running around. He was making tackles. And he had a couple big, break, uh, uh, big uh, pass breakups in, in the game as well.
2: I said we're going to give you some around the NFL as well. Here's the around the NFL. Um, Lyle Collins tore up the ligaments in his knee. He is out for the rest of the year for the Bengals. And also yesterday, Tom Brady decided to wake up in overtime and the Tampa Bay Bucks beat the Arizona Cardinals. Denver Broncos got whooped by Baker Mayfield and the L.A. Rams. And when we come back next, we're going to talk some more about the Cowboys and Dak Prescott, what he looks like compared to the rest of these arm slingers, these guys – with The guns around the NFL. And, uh, next, we'll talk to Blocking with the Boys on RJ Ochoa on 105 through the fam. Thanks, Justin, Chris Arnold, Joey McIntyre, and Justin Honore. Joey
3: McIntyre, who's that?
2: I'm sorry, <laughs> Joey Erickson. <laughs> Joey McIntyre is in In Sync, okay? <laughs> the big the guy man. with the beard.
3: I want it that way. That a good song.
2: Actually, that is Backstreet Boys. Is
3: that Backstreet Boys? Mm-hmm. What is In Sync then?
2: That's, uh, what songs they sing? That's, that shows you that's how bad a, my musical knowledge. That was just embarrassing. That's no. Justin Timberlake. Okay. Bye
3: bye bye. Okay,
2: yeah. Now well, you that's know. That's embarrassing. That's okay. It shows you my musical Boxing knowledge. Day. <laughs> I'm the one who called you Joey McIntyre. <laughs> <laughs> boxing Day, the day after Christmas. Ugh. This is 105 through the fan live and local for you on a. Uh, on a holiday, a lot of people have the days off, but a lot of people actually out and about working, and it's not going to be freezing cold today. The weather outside is not frightful at all in North Texas. High today is going to be in the mid-50s. Yesterday it got up to about 50 as well, and currently right now it's like 40-something degrees, no matter where you are. We are the home of the Cowboys, home of the Rangers, and we also talk Mavericks and Dallas Stars. Coming up next, the Dallas Stars. They had a big win on Friday. Joey, mm-hmm. it's my opinion that you are the – Second best Stars insider at this station, right behind the Hockey Hawk, take it. Gavin Spittle, and I truly believe the Dallas Stars could be headed back to the Stanley Cup Finals, not the Stanley Cup Playoffs. I've got a theory, and you tell me if I'm full of it okay.
3: or not. Okay, well I like your confidence. We're going to so talk about those stars. We'll break it a down next. All
2: right, <laughs> but we got to talk about the Cowboys and that big win, of course, on Sunday, which gives them eleven for the season. It was against the Philadelphia Eagles, even though they were without their quarterback. It still handed the Eagles their second loss of the season. Everybody in Philadelphia is mad because they just want to own the Cowboys no matter what. And all through the game, I do this all the time, Joey and Justin. I'm always on Twitter and I'm mostly reading what R.J. Ochoa with blogging with Mm -hmm. the boys is tweeting because it always gets like 5,000 likes and joining us right now from blogging the boys. Is my buddy, RJ Ochoa. Happy day after Christmas, Joey. I mean, Bob,
4: Bob, RJ, how you doing? I'm doing well, guys. Merry Christmas. Uh, Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Happy Valentine's Day while I'm at it to you guys. (laughs) Uh, Really, really fun week. Uh, You know, I I don't know about how many likes anything gets, but as long as it gets the love and attention of CA, then it makes me happy.
2: Man, it's the way you phrase the things that you phrase, it obviously uh, gets everybody's attention, and I noticed one of the things you were talking about was Dak Prescott. Could you quote some of your tweets, but more importantly, pass the word out for all those who still think Dak is not good enough, why you think he is a good enough quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think he's a good enough quarterback for any team in the NFL. Uh, Certainly, obviously, for the Cowboys, but... Um, you know, this is a really fun week, uh, or was a really fun week, and it's worth mentioning that it's been over three years since Dak lost to the Eagles. Uh, Nick Sirianni and, and all his, you know, huffing and puffing has never beaten uh, the Dak Prescott-led Dallas Cowboys. Right. The Philadelphia Eagles, in, in, you know, since Dak Prescott was drafted, which wasn't five minutes ago, they've only ever beaten Dak one time at AT&T Stadium. And so, uh, in fact, they lost once to a non-Dak quarterback in that stretch at AT&T Stadium. Shout out, of course. Sandy Dalton, who we're all hoping helps us out this week. So, um, Dak, uh, you know, I know we just celebrated Christmas and just made a joke about Valentine's Day, but it really should be Father's Day because Dak is the Eagles' dad.
2: And can you talk about uh, the Dallas Cowboys, how they've positioned themselves now? How do you like their situation going into this game against the Tennessee Titans? It's a short week and coming through with the injuries and the way they won.
4: Man, I mean, you know, it's never going to be perfect. Um, but, and, and falling down 10 points is not something you should be excited about. And, and the fact that it happened twice is, is obviously frustrating. But, I mean, if you can come down, you know, from a 10-point deficit against any team, let alone one of the best in the NFL, and, and do it twice in the same game, um, I mean, that is that is the mark of an elite team. I remember the, the 2014 Patriots came back from down 14 uh, points twice against the Ravens in the playoffs. And they won the Super Bowl, those Patriots did. And so, um, I mean, just really incredible grit and resolve. Um, Dak deserves all the credit in the world, but I know we're we're always quick to criticize Kellen. Um, I thought he was outstanding um, in this particular game, and so you know we all knew it, it wasn't a super consequential game, you know, as far as playoff positioning is concerned. Uh, but it was a really interesting week in that the, the Titans lost, so they have nothing to play for. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if anything, it, it, it's an incentive for them to rest on Thursday night. So I think we all think Dallas wins. Whether you think they cover nine and a half is a, a different story. Uh, but so say Dallas wins in all likelihood on Thursday night, if Philly beats the Saints now without Lane Johnson, hope he gets healthy soon. That locks Dallas in. And if, if Tampa wins this week, thanks to last night, they lock themselves in. All, all we need is for Dallas or Philly to lock up the NFC East and for Tampa to win. And we know going into week 18 that the Cowboys will be in Tampa in the wild card round.
2: Chris Arnold, Joey Erickson, and for the KNC Masterpiece with my buddy R.J. Ochoa with Blogging with the Boys. Uh, R.J., let me clean something up, some business I need to clean up with the uh, Tolos out there. Uh, appreciate all the techs. I called Joey Joey McIntyre, and then I said Joey was with uh in sync. Mm-hmm. Joey McIntyre's actually with the boy band New Kids on the Block. And Joey Batone <laughs> is, is the <laughs> is the NSYNC Joey. Okay. There's too many Joys. Yeah, we went now, all over the place. For you, RJ. Mm-hmm. Thank you for bearing with us on this little small after-Christmas ordeal. But Joey Erickson does have a question for you.
3: Yeah, I wanted to talk about this <laughs> this defense. You know, they have struggled with, with injuries and whatnot, and they've given up over 30 points in the past uh, couple of games. But they're getting takeaways, right? And do you think maybe that's, you know, maybe a mark of this defense that maybe – you know they can get beat up and they can get ran all over but you know they are getting takeaways and they are leading the league in that category is that the mark of maybe this defense can still get it done even with uh with their low numbers personnel wise
4: yeah and I mean obviously um you know health is, is hopefully only going to benefit them if they're able to get through Thursday night you know we'll see if they if they take week 18 seriously um if things go chalk but um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, fumbles are so hard. The, the Minshew-Boston-Scott fumble is so hard to kind of give credit to the Cowboys' defense for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, man, b- both interceptions, I mean, were just incredible. I mean, both Jaron Kirst and Deron Bland, Like, I think you can absolutely believe um, in their willingness to attack the ball and their willingness to be aggressive and, and believe and hope that that's going to sustain itself. And, um, you know, I'm not trying to incite any Gardner-Minshew-Jalen Hurts conversation, but, I mean, the, the thing is, like, I mean, I don't know that you're going to play a passing team this good until you maybe see this team again. I mean, it's not happening Thursday night. Obviously, Week 18 could be weird. Tom Brady's the forever go, but I mean, he's not putting the ball in places even Minshew was on Saturday, mm-hmm. and so um, it it is. You know, you you just you just hung on to the the you know most bucking bucking bronco that there kind of can be right now uh, in today's NFL, and so if if you can go shot for shot with them, you can generate multiple turnovers, and yeah, some some are lucky. Um, and sometimes the luck goes your way everywhere, like Pater Oddish, you know, recovering your own fumble. Um, I, it, it's it's impossible to predict, but I think it's definitely fair to say that uh, that they're able to generate what they can in the realm of of what is fair and what is likely.
2: Can you talk about and by the we way, we're talking with R.J. Achoa from Blogging the Boys. R.J., can you talk about Kellen Moore seemed to be sticking with his script this game. In other words, he paid attention to the run game. and never he never strayed too far from the run game because sometimes he kind of gets quirky and gets pass-happy.
4: Yeah, I mean, and in, in, to be clear, I thought Philly did a great job of, of not getting destroyed in the run game. But, not, I mean, th- there was a lot of conviction from Kellen, and, and everybody had a problem with the weird turpin reverse, you know, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, a little pass. Um, but, right. But other than that, that, I mean, you know, I, he really does – I have an article coming out a little bit at our site. I mean, you know, the Cowboys had 12 total possessions in the game, and, and two of them were, were, the, you know, running out the clock at the end of each half. One was the pick six, which, you know, it's difficult to put on Kellen. And of the other nine, they scored on eight of them. I mm-hmm. mean, that, that is just some incredible efficiency. Now, you, you can be upset that, you know, they didn't get into the end zone at the end of the game. You can be upset about them stalling out. But again, you know, as much as I want to give Dak some love, don't step out of bounds, dude. I mean, like, there's, there's stuff like that that you just got to be better at. Um, but I, I really think Kellen is – you know, in his bag or however kids want to put it now. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've really seen him fully unlock CD. I know your question was about the run game, but CD, I said this in our post game show, I will forever love Amari Cooper. And I'm still sad he's not on the team, but, but, but CD is is playing on, on a weekly consistent basis right now at a level that we never saw Amari do. Am, Amari had better performances individually, but as, as we all know, sometimes there would be that drop off CD is, is, a sustainable top flight wide receiver in the NFL right now. We never saw Amari be that through a consistent stretch of time, the way CD is doing right now.
2: And also give props to uh We mentioned the running game. He, you know, going back to it, going back to Zeke when he had to, when they were stuffing Pollard, making sure he utilized Pollard in the passing attack. But, They did something against the Eagles nobody's done this year. First of all, they scored 40 points. Nobody scored 40 points on that healthy Philadelphia Eagles defense. This defense isn't decimated by injuries. That Philadelphia defense is healthy, and they scored 40 points on them. And then Dak Prescott had the most passing yards against that Philadelphia defense – a healthy Philadelphia defense that they've had all year long. So props to them on that. Here's Joey.
3: Yeah. One uh, player that got a lot of love from the Tolos on our last segment, Cowboys stock up, stock down was Anthony Barr. And, and to me, he seemed a lot more noticeable uh, on Saturday. Is there something different maybe you saw out of him? And, and it's probably good timing too with you know, the, uh, the LVE injury.
4: Yeah. I mean, I will say I don't share that opinion, but I'm, I'm fine being on an, on an Island there. Um, you know the Jacksonville game was really rough uh, for Barr I thought and and so this was not that level so I guess in that sense uh, maybe it is stock up but and he had the fumble recovery and that's awesome um, but and maybe it's just a, a matter of, of the team you're playing obviously that makes it difficult but um, I, I love Anthony Barr and what he is and what he offers to this Cowboys team but I really miss Leighton Van i and I'm, I'm excited that he's you know going to have this opportunity to get fully healthy but um, you know, nobody's perfect, and I think we lose sight of that. I mean, just because Anthony Barr or whoever doesn't have the best game ever, whether it's against Jacksonville or Philadelphia, doesn't make them trash, doesn't make them the worst players, doesn't mean the Cowboys are the worst team in the NFL. Turns out playing in the NFL is hard. Playing against really good teams is really hard. And so um, Anthony Barr, I think, did his job the best that he could. And, and there were some, some questionable moments, obviously, certainly in, in pass coverage, but uh, definitely helped the Cowboys hold on in the run, uh, which, you know, is an admirable quality at the very least.
2: Can you talk about the other unsung hero that nobody's talking about in Saturday's victory over the Eagles? That would be Brett Maher. Talk about how well he's played this year.
4: Well, C.A., you know that I have always loved Brett, and I have never questioned the Cowboys.
2: (laughs) You and me both. I think all Cowboy um, fans have something to say about Brett Maher from 2020. 2018 um, or 2019, whenever it was.
4: Yeah, it was 19, and, and this would never happen But I mean, Brett Maher should be in, I mean, people talked about how he was snubbed from the pro bowl. Like he should be in the conversation for comeback play of the year. Like, I mean, again, it it would never happen, but what he has done, I really enjoyed him on the Cowboys hour with Haley Sutton and Brad Sham a few weeks ago, just kind of hearing more about his life and Mm -hmm. and his personal resolve. He, he is, I mean, you take it for granted, like you really do. and, And you would think that we would know that lesson well after the Brett Maher experience following Dan Bailey, but, I mean, I mentioned it. They scored on eight of nine possessions. Four of those, half of them, were field goals. I yep. mean, and th- those aren't easy. Like that, that cannot. Be... He is responsible for 16 points against the Eagles in a game that the Cowboys, you know, won by six. And so he is a luxury. And and the way he has reworked and remade himself, I'm so happy for him. I'm so happy to to have all my tweets from, from the summer look stupid um he he is a really tremendous story and i mean he you're right Un- unsung doesn't do it he was one of the most valuable players for the cowboys in one of their most important wins of the season
3: he's been phenomenal uh all right I, i'm gonna love the answer that you have to this question with garden Minshew and what he did on saturday is jalen hurts a system qb i
4: mean you know it's a Hello, really Micah. Uh, tell us Micah. It, I mean, I, I certainly think that Micah can take his victory laps a little bit here. Um, <laughs> and, and I don't know that – And I, like, Jalen Hurts is a wonderful player, and, yeah. and Gardner Minshew played much better than I thought he would. Um, but it is very clear that the Eagles are an incredible team. And if there's one thing I have to admit that I really don't want to, it's that Nick Sirianni is a great head coach. Um, and, and so I think that Jalen Hurts is very talented, but I think he's obviously in a situation that – allows for that talent to flourish more than it would other places. I'd love to see, you know, some sort of focus group where you could figure this out, but um, it, it is a, a strange situation, a strange circumstance, and, and through all the coping I'm seeing Eagles fans doing, you know, they're sitting here saying, well, if Jalen plays, that game's different. How? I mean, Gardner had his way. I, I mean, you know, the the fumble, the Boston Scott, not his fault. The interceptions were great plays by the Cowboys' DBs. They never punted. I mean, is Jalen Hurts, you know, covering T.Y. Hilton on third and 30? Like, I... And I don't say that in a, a cocky or arrogant way. I I mean, I'm not saying that the difference Jalen Hurts makes is, is a non-zero thing, but, but I don't think it's this massive canyon that, that makes the Eagles win that game over the Cowboys. Um, it, it's a really, really interesting kind of situation to watch.
2: Yeah, they're a very, very talented t- team. He just fit in with his skill set and elevated his passing game more so than he had in the past again not a system quarterback necessarily but again he's not like some arm talent guy that it's not like the um Josh Allen you were know how right. Josh Allen all of a sudden got accurate you know with some help from Tony Romo and a couple other quarterbacks one offseason all of a sudden he had all of this in him and then suddenly it just all just showed up Philadelphia's got a hell of a team on all sides of the ball and the Dallas Cowboys whooped him So, hey, RJ, thank you so much for joining us again on the day after Christmas, Boxing Day in England. And uh, you enjoy the rest of the week, and we'll talk to you again before you know it. Thank you, buddy.
4: Of course, guys. Thanks for having me. Merry Christmas, and if I don't talk to you all, Happy New Year and enjoy Thursday night.
2: All right, that'll work. RJ Ochoa from Blogging with the Boys. Joey, coming up next, shall we talk some Dallas Stars? We absolutely should. And we're going to talk about the Stars in a way that you've never heard before, (laughs) including, I really believe, The Dallas Stars are headed back to the Stanley Cup Finals next to 105.3 The Fan. 105.3 The Fan, Chris Arnold, Joey Erickson, Justin Honoré. We are in for the KNC Masterpiece on a Monday after Christmas. It is Boxing Day in London. Carry on. The Commonwealth. Yes, the Great Pigeon. (laughs) The United Kingdom. I went down the, uh, well, they like to call it the Tube. You know what they call the tube? The train? No. Yeah, it is. it's, it's is their, it? It's the subway. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. They call it the tube. They're their mass transit. Oh. I was on the tube, and I watched the pitch on the row. I mean, I watched the row on the pitch.
3: You know what the row on the pitch is? Well, I know the pitch is the field. That's right. So. And the ooh, row is the, the fight, road? and that's where the football okay. game is. Yeah. That's what they call it. How about the they World Cup it, final, by the way? How about the World Cup <laughs> final?
2: Argentina, Messi doing their thing. By the way, we're going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys at the top of the hour. Yes, we're going to power rank the Cowboys versus the rest of the NFL. Power rank them. Number one. They are. <laughs> uh, well, to some people who are ride or die, they're number one no matter how many years it takes them to win a Super Bowl. You know, I think uh, early in this morning, Alec and Peyton, who were on filling in for the Sean and RJ show featuring Bobby Bell. They said something about a theoretical of if you're a Cowboys fan, would you win a Super Bowl and not make the playoffs for 30 years, or would you just rather make the playoffs for 30 years and not win a Super Bowl? Mm, a they question. threw it out there, and I was thinking, why are you playing? They haven't made an <laughs> NFC Championship game. We are living years. that. They've already <laughs> done that. They did. That was the deal with the Derek the devil with Jerry. Mm-hmm. People say Jerry I always made. Jerry said, if I could just win one more Super Bowl, I'll never ask again. Mm. Well, I don't know. Right now, I think this team might be set up mentally, emotionally, physically, health wise. If they can just get some guys healthy on off defense, I think they're better than they were last year when they were 12 and 5. Just saying, mm-hmm. 11 and 4 right now. I'm saying, I think they're better than they were last year, 12 and 5. And of course, broke everybody's hearts thinking they might be good going into the playoffs. All right, we're going to get into the Cowboys. Oh, you got something interesting? We do have some breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news on 105 The Fan is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today.
3: This is via Tom Pelissero. The Broncos have fired Nathaniel Hackett. You know? <laughs> Not that that's a big months. shock to
0: anybody. But
3: <laughs> and last night, the Rams and
2: Baker Mayfield yep. destroyed them. And he should have never been hired. Let me remind everybody. Do you remember... Who was the guy that they chose They chose Nathaniel Hackett over?
3: Uh, I have no clue. Can't remember. Do you know, Justin? Uh, your defensive coordinator.
0: Oh.
2: Dan Quinn. Right. Remember, Backfired. it was between Dan Quinn mm-hmm. and Nathaniel Hackett. A lot of people thought at that time, last February, that the Broncos would get Hackett. And then all of a sudden, here comes Aaron Rodgers with him. Everybody thought that was going to be the case. Then the Packers money-whipped Aaron Rodgers. $50 million a year plus. Mm-hmm. And... Roger stayed in Green Bay. Jerry money whipped Dan Quinn to make sure that he didn't go anywhere else and gave him basically head coach money to be the defensive coordinator with Mike McCarthy's blessing. My way. They told Mike McCarthy, Mike, you better take him. We don't want you without Dan Quinn. We got Sean Payton waiting <laughs> in the cut. So Dan Quinn stays with the Cowboys. Nathaniel Hackett, who was never a head coach in my mind. Yeah. He's out of there. Oh, by the way. And then they traded um, draft picks for uh, Russell Wilson, which was a huge mistake. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because as far as we know, Russ ain't got it no more. As far as we know. But then again, it could be the head coach too. Could have been some of those plays that he was drawing up starting way back in September. If there was a way to financially get him out of there, I think the Raiders want to get rid of uh, Josh McDaniel too. Yeah. Just saying. Mm -hmm. And he was a former Denver Bronco coach himself back in the day. Okay. (laughs) Let's talk some hockey. We're going to talk about the Cowboys top of the hour, but let's talk about some hockey because the Dallas Stars are really, really good again.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Last year they had a, um, they didn't play that well.
3: No, they were, they were consistent at being inconsistent.
2: Yes. <laughs> now we've got our hockey expert. Mm-hmm. That is not the hockey Hawk Gavin Spittle, who is the best in the building, but Joey McIntyre, AKA Joey Erickson, <laughs> Joey McIntyre. It can be a thing the now. Yes. <laughs> They're going to call you to find you back. It's Joey McIntyre. <laughs> Um, Joe Erickson knows a lot about hockey in fact you do some play by play hockey right yeah I like to dabble yes he (laughs) likes to dabble he's good at this Mm -hmm. and I've got this theory and I want you to help me play this out and I got we got some good stuff for those who don't know and haven't been keeping up with the stars Dallas Stars are 29 and Mm 6 they're the top of the western central standings they're just looking great and I have a theory about this two years ago it was only two years ago in 2020 they were in the Stanley Cup Finals, mm-hmm. in the bubble up there in Canada. And it's around here people forgot about it. Yeah, I guess because you didn't get to see it at the American Airlines Center, yeah. people must have forgot. <laughs> and last mm-hmm. year because they weren't playing that well. And they were always a defensive team. But mm-hmm. they just, oh, they kept losing these games. And they were like, oh. It's the hangover from the Stanley Cup Finals. That's what a lot of Stars fans were thinking. Mm-hmm. Fire the coach. And then they bring in the new guy. Yep. What's the new guy's name? Pete DeBoer. And I read something about him. Yep. I read that whenever <laughs> he gets hired by a team, they either go to the Stanley Cup playoffs or they go to the Stanley Cup finals. And the way they're playing, because they finally got the offense together. Am I wrong? No, you're absolutely correct. So uh, yeah. am I tell me, am I, am I making sense with my theory that they have a good shot of going to the Stanley Cup finals if the goalie can stand on his head in the playoffs,
3: <laughs> I, I, I don't think you're crazy, Chris. I really don't. And tell, me, know, about uh, tell yeah. me about the four. Tell me about. I don't want to get my hopes up either, but the, the stars are, are playing a nice brand of hockey and. You know, you see with Pete DeBoer teams, it's really a five-man offense. They like to get the defense involved. Usually, a Pete DeBoer team, the the defensive you know, scoring tallies rank among the NHL best, and the stars are no different. They're scoring about a goal a game better than they were last year, 3.57 goals uh, forward. And goals against as well, they're just under three. And usually, that's a mark of a good team. I think if you go back like 15 years of mm-hmm. all the cup winners, they— usually always rank in the top 10 in goals against and goals for
2: because you know
3: it's simple as it can be if you score more goals than the other team you're going to come out on top uh, more often than not and that's one thing the stars are both top 10 in that category Jake Ottinger has been spectacular he's I think, starting to find himself again. He had that injury early on in the year, and I think it took him a while to trust it. It was a lower body injury. That's mm-hmm. a lot of pushing off on your legs because it, it you know, was lower body. I think he's finding, uh, starting to find himself again in his crease, and, and he stood on his head when, when the Stars have needed it. But it, it is an offense that is wheeling and dealing. They have... The best line in hockey, Pavelski, Robertson, and Hintz. That is no doubt the best goal, in, uh, the best line in hockey. I mean, you can argue with me in Boston with Posternak and and all of them, but I'll go out and say they are with the amount of opportunities they produce and the amount of you know goals they put forward. It, it's it's going to be interesting because the Stars lack a little talent on the back end. I would say okay. that's probably their biggest struggle. Is you know Suter, the age is really catching up to him. Ryan Suter has does not have a lot of fans How in the Metroplex. Is he in his 30s? I think he's thirty six now. Yeah, and you know he played in Minnesota forever, where he was a guy that played thirty minutes a night. I mean, he was playing an ungodly amount of hockey, and I think it's starting to catch up with him. Uh, he's he's just on the slower end. We've had some defensive lapses. They need to get a little bigger on the back end. So I think that's something that the Stars are going to fix at the deadline. Uh, because they're a team that's shown, even when they've played, they've been worse halfway through a year, and, and they've gone out and gotten guys for a playoff run. So I'm interested to see. Okay, so they did
2: something in the offseason just before the season started. I mm-hmm. thought it was proactive and a smart move, and it was a great move. They uh, extended Robertson. Can you talk about his yeah. game and how they got this young guy who's the same age as Luka Doncic? He's only 23, or is he 20? Is yeah,
3: he... he's he's 23. Yeah. yeah.
2: So mm-hmm. same age as Luka. Mm-hmm. And. Under the radar, he's doing great things too.
3: Yeah, he's a guy that's not going to wow you with his skating ability or his his shot. He reminds me a lot of a of a great goal scorer back in the day, Luke Robotai, who had an, an incredible shot. He played for LA for for a long time. Uh, you know, 24 goals on the year. He's at 50 points. He is the youngest Dallas Star ever to reach 50 points 35 games into a season. Wow. So, he's up there with some uh, with some with some great guys like Mike Madanos and, and mm-hmm. your Cicirelli's, Neil Broughton and, and guys like that and he, He's he's a guy that seems to be in the right place at the right time, which is something incredible. He always gets those friendly bounces and he puts himself in the in the right situations. He, high ho- hockey IQ type of type of player, and he's leading this team. And hopefully they can continue that down the stretch.
2: Okay, that was a big victory mm. Friday. I noticed the defense has been good. There's only a couple of games recently where they've given up a lot of goals, mm-hmm. and one of them was not Friday, but uh, the weekend before with it or not three, a Edmonton of, they, 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 it was they gave him six yeah
3: yeah there was, there was a couple uh, they don't do that yeah there was a couple empty netters in that well I think there was one empty netter but they, they just got outplayed by uh, by Edmonton and it, it's hard to rein in Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl the best duo in hockey and uh, they were actually split up on different lines in that game which was a surprise but it, they got it done. They were just outplayed. They, they seem to do that when they go on these long road trips. They had a five-game road trip before that, and they come mm-hmm. home for those, uh, you know, their first uh, home game after a long road trip, and they kind of just, they, they kind of just get leaky. It seems like they're they're a little sluggish, and that was the case on Wednesday. But they, they, they bounce back nicely. Uh, against the Canadians but the one thing about the Stars team that's different they have so many unsung guys that they brought in in the offseason that, that are making depth? Yeah e- exactly and that's the thing they've struggled with they've mm-hmm. never had depth and this year they finally get it you added a guy like Mason Marchment who comes from Florida he had 47 points in, I think 30 something games last year very underrated sign. I said this was going to be the most underrated signing of the year. And he's been extremely good. I think he's up to 21 points now on the year, almost a, a double digit go- uh, goal guy. A- and then Anils Lundquist, that you traded, uh, you traded, a, I believe it was a fifth round pick, maybe a sixth round pick uh, in the offseason to bring him in. He was a guy in uh, the Rangers uh, organization up in New York where he wasn't getting a lot of playing time because they are really deep on mm-hmm. the back end. And uh, he's really young, a Swedish kid that, you know, has shown some offensive talent and you bring him in and he has been a great acquisition as well. And he's played some big minutes for you. He's gotten scratched a couple of times because he's still young. He's going through some growing pains and right? whatnot, but he has been a nice force as well. And those are the type of young guys that are going to win you games, especially when it comes time in April, when it matters.
2: All right. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's still, you know, right around the corner from January. We're still early and halfway through the season. Yeah. They won 20 games. They only lost nine and six ties. Tell us who the contenders are. And mm-hmm. if you feel like, because I feel like the stars are real contenders. Yeah, I don't no, feel like this is yeah. just a fluky situation. They're lucky and they're underdogs. To me, this is a continuation of what they were doing two years mm-hmm. ago. When they went to the finals, but they actually got some offense to go with it and a coach that likes to open up a little bit more and not intimidate the players.
3: Yeah, we'll do this pretty quick, but another note on the stars, they've got a new voice in the room in Pete DeBoer, and it really helped. That team was itching for offense. You know, Tyler Sagan stated at the beginning of the year about a couple points last season, he didn't know... What the coaching staff wanted him to do, mm-hmm. he didn't really know That's what his crazy. role was. As long as he's uh, been here, yeah, and and, and he was kind of confused. Like you know, obviously he cares about the defensive end, but he wants to play offense too, and he's starting to, uh, you're starting to see that here. Uh, some contender Boston is a Always. kind of on a lost dance ride. Right now, with Pasternak, Bergeron, and Marshall. they're making
2: Michael Jordan video. Yeah,
3: they're <laughs> kind of that three core guys that Got have it. been there forever. They're kind of on a lot of stance where it's probably going to be broken up after this year, and, and they're wheeling and they've uh, have a Vesna uh, candidate, uh, you know, in goal as well. Another team I like is Carolina, who the Stars played not too long ago. Uh, Hurricane, Car- yeah, Hurricanes are are a good squad, and they're a team that plays exactly like their head coach Rod Brendamore was a tough guy. Mm-hmm. in the NHL. That guy, with bumps and bruises, and, that's, ex- Spit and yeah. Chik- yeah. Yeah. that's exactly who the Carolina Hurricanes are. So they're going to be a tough, tough team to beat. They're 9-0-1 in their Ooh. last 10, by the way. Not a big deal. Uh, New Jersey is a team, I don't think they're contenders. Uh, it's a young team that got off to a hot start. Uh, one more for you before we leave is uh, Toronto. And uh, before I get beat up, I know Toronto hasn't gotten out of the first round in like two decades. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Cowboys in the conference championship. But uh, Toronto... Can score goals. If uh, their defense holds up, they'll be just fine. What about Winnipeg? They've won 21 games, man. Yeah, I, I, I don't buy into that a lot. I okay. don't know why. They're the lucky uh, team. Yeah, Rick Bonus is is a good coach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can win multiple ways in this league. You can be a shutdown defensive team, or you can play a lot of offense, and Rick Bonus is shown to do it, so we'll see. Well, I'm mm.
2: thinking the Dallas Stars making it to the Stanley Cup finals. We'll I like find your, out. And I like the it. Stars are in action tomorrow <laughs> night in Nashville against the Predators. Predators 14, 13, and 5. Coming up next.